0: I'm Zach. And I'm Michelle. And this is a Couple Games Gaming Podcast.
1: This week, we're going to talk about our recent plays, which is a rather lengthy list, and also small box games.
0: Yeah, we had a game day this past weekend, and every time we have a game day, the the list of recent plays just explodes. But we're really excited to get into this with y'all.
1: Before we dive into our recent plays, we want to take a moment to see if you haven't already that you please subscribe to a couple games podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. We also want to take a moment to share our Instagram. If you please, if you don't already follow us, you can see some pretty awesome pictures and videos on a couple games.mz on Instagram and now on TikTok. Same thing, we are starting that whole video documenting. So please follow us on TikTok if you even have that. If not, I totally understand because we're very new to that. The next thing we wanted to make sure and just bring up is that we are proud members of the Gateway Network, and we will be shouting out a member of the Gateway Network later in the episode. If you ever want to check out the Gateway Network, we have a great place that you can do that.
0: That's right. If you ever want some stylish clothes to impress your friends, you can go to redbubble.com backslash people backslash gateway network, where you can find a couple games merchandise, as well as some other gateway network members.
1: And if you ever have any ideas, suggestions or different collaborations that you would like to do, then please email us at a couple games, 2014 at gmail.com.
0: To get things started off, we're going to start like we normally do and talk about our recent plays. So, like we said before, we had a game day with Matt and Sarah last weekend, and we finally finished our Charterstone campaign. Yes,
1: yeah, so this is a game that we've been playing for almost three years.
0: Yep, yeah. just about three years.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's almost exactly three years. And so we thought, hey, why not start off with the game we've been playing the longest and talk a little bit about Charterstone? Although, can we share too much?
0: We can't share too much, but we can talk about what Charterstone is. So, Charterstone's a game by Stonemeyer Games. They make Scythe and Vidiculture and Wingspan, those big titles. And it's what they call a legacy game where you're destroying components or putting stickers on the board as you play. It's a 12 game campaign and there's like a little story element to it. It's basically you're building your town. And so you're, you're opening crates and building buildings and the little buildings go on your town and your workers. It's a worker placement game. Your workers go to these different buildings and every, all the buildings do different things.
1: Yes, I, I liked this game a whole lot in the beginning but then we played it twelve times throughout the campaign. And I kinda went through like a lull where I didn't really enjoy it that much. And then it, it did pick back up. But did you have did you feel like that at all?
0: Oh, I totally did. So we we played this two I think we played it two or three times the first time we brought it out. Like we played three games back to back, I wanna say. And I was loving it. I went and bought the uh They call it the recharge pack because the board is double sided, but you only play on one side of the board. So you have this blank board on the other side. The recharge pack is just basically stickers and cards. So you can play through the campaign again. I was like, oh, I'm going to want to do this again because this is so much fun. The games are going so fast. You know, it's going to be over before I want it to be. Oh, my gosh. And that was, you know, so I went and uh, got that. But like you said, about midway through the campaign, it it kind of started to feel kind of sluggish. I don't know. And then I know Matt was on a winning streak for a while. And yes. I, I feel like he won like six games back to back to back. I, I could look at the stats and see, but he won majority of the games. And I, I feel like I was coming in close second, but I could never pull off a victory. And not that that that's not why I, the game started to feel sluggish. It just kind of felt like you were doing the same thing. It was kind of monotonous. And the exciting part of the game where you're opening up the crates, and so you're, you flip open this box and I open crate 27. So, okay, I got to go find cards 100, 120, and blah, blah, blah. That kind of got tedious to me, especially because me and, I feel like me and Matt were the main ones doing that. And then, I don't know, it just kind of,
1: Yeah, I just kind of got stuck in a cycle that I couldn't get out of. It's almost like I felt that I was playing the same game every time. I should have changed up my strategy more or tried other things. And in the middle, I don't feel like I did a very good job at that. But some of that I really think was because we played games really, really spread out in the middle. So I didn't really, like, I was just, it was almost like I was just a quick little relearning of the game for the first few minutes. And I don't think that's why I picked up a lot of momentum in the middle. Because we would only play once every two or three months. And then we'd get one more in every two or three months. And then maybe seven or eight months would go by. And we might play once. So there was just too much time in between I don't recommend taking three years to play a legacy game just in general because you lose momentum. It's hard to get back.
0: Yeah, it was definitely... So the first time we played this, I remember, was the day we told them that we were pregnant with our, you know, our son. Oh, yeah. And and that just, I don't know, you know, you remember that. So... That was in our brains and we played it a lot. And then obviously we had our son, you know, that year. And
1: he's over two.
0: Yeah, now he's over two. And so
1: we're still just, playing this game. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're still playing. It. It's but big life events happen that right. slowed those type of things down. Mm-hmm. and
1: Pandemic, but, you know,
0: and pandemic didn't <laughs> help either, you know, but there is an app version of this game, too. So you can play through that, though. I have heard there's quite a few bugs in it. That they're still working out. But yeah, overall, it's it's really neat. Um, Like the we played two games this past week. And I really enjoyed those plays because the kind of sluggish plays were kind of on my mind. And I was I wasn't dreading going into this game. But you know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah, no, it was it was a good end to the game. I, I really liked the way that it ended I felt like my play was better than it had been. Yeah,
0: you came in second the last game, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think I had done well at all since the very, very first. Yeah, play. like the first play, I think I won. And then after that, it was just all downhill. Yeah. And then the last game, I was like coming back in for a second.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was about the size of it. The so the re, that being said, I, you know, I bought the recharge pack what I have I don't I kind of don't have a desire to play this through the campaign again because it's cool because you write you know the names of like you get characters and you get to name them and things so I don't want to go through that again but what I've been reading is people make their ideal board using this recharge pack and I don't know if I said this before Charterstone is a unique legacy game because you can play it once you're done with the campaign You, you you have your own unique board game. It's different from everybody else's Charterstone because you put stickers on the board and you cover up buildings and forever mark up your board.
1: And these are just different locations all around the board that are themed with certain resources. So we don't want to share a lot just because we don't want to ruin if you do want to play this game. But no matter what on the board, there's a brick area, a wood area, a resource for wheat, a, re- a resource area. There's
0: coal metal. Coal
1: metal. So no matter what, when you start playing, those are the resources that you're working with. And there's little kind of villages where those resources are, like, where, where you gather them. And every person is basically in charge or kind of, they've claimed an area from the very beginning. And then you are building buildings in your area that you name and that are different from, anyone else who would play this game because they may place them in different spots and name them different things, but they still have the same cost and benefit.
0: Right. And we played with only four players. The game goes up to six. So there were two, they call them charters, the little towns that weren't being built up as much as our four were. Yeah. And so that's another reason I'm thinking about on the other side of the board, there are people that have gone and made a balance, like, what they say, I'm doing the air quotes, balanced version of the game, hmm. so that every charter's balanced. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, But that's Charterstone. you have anything else to add about it?
1: No, I'm glad we played it and finished it and got through it, and I think it'll be a little bit before I want to play it again.
0: I am curious about the after game, the after campaign game, but Yeah, it was a lot of fun. What's the next one you want to talk about for recent plays?
1: I was thinking about... Two in particular that have similar
0: things. Uh, okay.
1: But I was thinking of Dragon Castle.
0: Dragon Castle. You know we own this game, right? Yes. (laughs) It's
1: been a long time since that episode.
0: It has. So... If you're a new listener and haven't listened to our old episodes, there was an episode where we were talking about Dragon Castle, and Michelle for she didn't know what game I was talking about. I said the title, I said like what you do in the game, and she just didn't. It was it was a funny moment. I but had anyway. no
1: clue. We, I forgot we had this game, and he was trying to describe it to me, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, and I just completely basically forgot about a board game that we own and that i've definitely played
0: we've played it almost 10 times like yeah (laughs) but so in dragon castle it's set up to kind of resemble mahjong if you've Mm -hmm. ever played it on like windows i've never played real mahjong so that's why i say the windows version of mahjong you have this big tile castle kind of pyramid in the middle where you're taking tiles off of to put on your main board, which is, I guess, this is how it's different from the computer game. You're putting them on your main board, trying to match symbols so that you can flip them over and build towers with these. They're almost like little dominoes, little tiles.
1: Mini dominoes. Like yeah. mini
0: dominoes. They're thick and chunky, though. And so it has a really nice feel to it.
1: Yeah, I really, it does. I mean, yeah, the domino feel definitely is familiar here and the you're matching i guess patterns instead of numbers.
0: Right, cuz on your turn you always have to take a tile from the top of the dragon castle they call it and then you can take an identical tile from somewhere else off the board or you can take like a little roof to go on your little towers and score you extra points.
1: Yeah, and it's really it's really helpful to Go for certain colors too. Mm-hmm. So, if you're focused on a certain yellow design, then you also kind of need to focus on other yellow designs too, not just that particular one. Because, in order to get more points on your own castle that you're building, bigger groups of the same color score you more points. Right. I think right. seven or eight is the max amount.
0: Well, no, it, it continues going up. It just. You can it, score. Right. So I think you said seven. It's I think eight. Eight will score you eight points, and then everyone after that will just score you an additional point.
1: Okay, so you could do nine or ten. Right. I've never done that. I've only I've always stopped at eight. Yeah. What we mean by that is that we have eight yellows that are now ready to be flipped over to start building vertically.
0: Yeah, on your player board.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So. It's a fun one, and it has a lot of variability, too. You can set up the dragon castle to be different. It doesn't have to be that one pyramid in the middle. It can have a couple of towers and things like that. There are also animal spirits and dragon spirits you can play with that kind of add a little powers that break the game, or I think the dragons are extra scoring opportunities, but we've only played with those once or twice, and we didn't this last time.
1: Yeah, we just played with the base base setup based setup and I mean I still always enjoy that one because you do have to look at there's what five or six different colors
0: so mm-hmm. it's already
1: a lot of colors and some colors get you more points for the dragon one the pink one
0: the rare yeah the dragon tiles are the rare ones and they will score you a point and those and they also determine like how many towers you can put down and things like that
1: yes because you're trying to increase your amount of towers will increase your in game Score. score um so you really want to focus on those especially towards the end when you hopefully have taller towers like three you know like a tower of three versus a tower of two versus a tower of one all changes your potential score i think i had more threes than you
0: yeah definitely you had more everything that's than me I that's i thought i was playing a pretty good game and then i look over and michelle has twice as many towers as i do and i was like i'd How is this happening? It's like you have more tiles than me on your board. How is that possible? But
1: I don't know. I had a lot. I I think you need to go at the very beginning. You need to go big with trying to have lots of groups of seven or eight tiles to flip. Because if you just go like four, 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 it's going to take you forever to fill up the middle of the board.
0: No, I I filled up the
1: middle really quickly because I think I had two back, almost two back to back, where I had seven or eight points which meant my bottom layer, my castle's done.
0: No, I I agree. I I think I was shooting for the quick points too early in the game and that's something you should really do at the end, but it was fun though. I I enjoyed Dragon Castle.
1: And we played that on a week night. It just, it didn't take too long. So, and we got to test out our new player mat with that with that game.
0: That's right. We we bought a player mat from Inked Gaming. And it has our logo on it. And I'm sure Michelle has posted some pics on the Insta about it. Maybe. Oh, yes. Okay. Gotcha. So, you can go check those out. But another game we played on the weeknight was Takedo. Was this the other one you were thinking about? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Takedo is a... Tracking like journey game, you're going across the track in the middle. Yeah, you get different um, cards for going. Yeah, it's the it's
0: kind of like a set collection. Yes, scoring type game where the the track Michelle's was talking about is the theme is you're traveling from Kyoto to Tokyo. You're you're traveling across Japan, and so along the way you're stopping and. Painting paintings, or taking a bath in the hot springs, or buying merchandise, donating money to a temple, things like that, and stopping at the inn to get meals, things like that. And you score points for everything in this game.
1: Yes, it's very true. Every little thing gets you a point. But it's all these little one here, one there. Yeah. One here. Like We'll have to talk about how we miscounted and had to go back and recount our score.
0: Yeah, because you're you're supposed to score them as you go. And they have like a little score track where you you do that. The only issue is I don't I guess we just aren't very good at that.
1: <laughs> well, the score track goes up and down. I think that's easy to mess up. Like a that score too. track should just go straight across to me.
0: It kind of zigzags. Yeah. That's what she means.
1: I think that's the design flaw in the score
0: track. Maybe. Maybe maybe they'll come up with a 2.0 version. But and this is one game where It was the first one that I'd ever played where the turn order wasn't solid. It's not like you go, I go, you go, I go. It's whoever's in last on this path, it's their turn. And so you can take your time going down the path, and so you're always going to have a turn, or maybe you're worried somebody's going to jump ahead and take a space that you want. So you jump ahead, but now everybody behind you is going to have a couple turns before they pass you up. So it's really neat, and we've talked about, how I like that, like, Nova Luna has that mechanism, and... Yeah.
1: Yeah, not many games have that to them. But I like how in this game that no matter where you choose to stop, you are going to get something. Mm-hmm. There is something instant that's going to happen, where you will probably get a point, if not money.
0: Yeah, the only... The only one that doesn't is are the ends and if you don't have money to buy food oh. or if you've already eaten that meal. Because you, you can't eat the same meal twice for some uh, reason. And at the end of the game, you want to have spent the most money on food for whatever reason. But if you don't have the money to buy the food that's given to you, then you go hungry.
1: Yeah, so you... <laughs> you don't get the point the cards that have points on them mean, yeah that would that's true i don't i feel like you can plan ahead for that not to happen
0: sometimes but there's while. only a, there's only a handful of spaces that give you coins.
1: that's true you had so many coins this game
0: i did I did have a lot of
1: coins. i was scrounging for money in this game
0: well you were what the starring artists basically yeah, you got because yours had to do with the painting.
1: Yeah, I was trying to collect all these paintings, but I had no money.
0: And I was trying yeah. to meet people along the road. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a fun little game, and it's it's an older one. It's very, you know, zen is what they say. Very relaxing.
1: Yeah, it is a relaxing game. Yeah. So, Dragon Castle.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Maybe a little stressful because sometimes you're like, no, you took the one I was going to take. So there's more confrontation in Dragon Castle, I would say. Or no. Yeah,
0: you were totally taking the ones I was going to take in yeah. Dragon Castle.
1: Like, you can mess up people. I mean, you can you can block people on the spaces, too, with Kaido. So there's some interaction with that.
0: There's some meanness. And in a two-player game, you play with the neutral player. And whoever's in front gets to control the neutral player when it's the neutral player's turn. And you definitely block people. It's like, oh, Michelle, you want to go paint that? No, nah, you're not going to go paint
1: that. Yeah, that's true. It's I would say they kind of both, because of the neutral player, it's more confrontational, which I get. You need to have that. It's yeah. traditionally meant for three people to play. Yeah. Unless you throw three in or neutral.
0: more. I think three to two to five, something like that. But that was Takedo. Mm-hmm. Speaking of mean games. We got to break out Bunny Kingdom again. Oh, yes. Yeah? So what did you think about Bunny Kingdom? This was our second time, right?
1: Yes, Bunny Kingdom, second time. Yeah, I I still like it. This game is not relaxing at all. No. You are constantly trying to make sure you're taking a good card for you, but throwing away a card that you know the other person might want. So you're trying to pay attention to what you need and what the other person needs and you're trying to mess that up and you're trying to keep your momentum going. So it's it's like you're constantly doing two things at once.
0: I would agree with that. It's it's hard. Yeah.
1: This is, this is a hard game. It just I think it surprises me how challenging it is.
0: Yeah, I I feel like I had a really good game though. Yes, you played. beat
1: both times. Yeah. You have beat me by like 50-something. Like, I'm clearly doing something wrong in this game.
0: Well, the first time we were we were definitely playing wrong because I was building... I was adding resources to buildings, and you can't do that. I didn't do that yeah. this time. But I feel like I had a really good strategy of connecting things and whatnot.
1: I've still never gotten a Sky Tower.
0: <laughs>
1: and those are very critical in this game. I've never... Like, the two times we've played, I haven't gotten... Like, I haven't gotten the card. I think you throw them away. You make sure that I no, don't get them. I
0: got one this past game. There was there was one time you you took too many cards or something. I and haven't. so I was like, just throw that one away. That That's right there. Oh. And it was a Sky Tower. You were like, oh, it's a Sky Tower. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sky Towers connect your little beeps that are not connected. So that if you have, you know, five bunnies on the top right of the board and then another seven or eight bunnies a few spaces down that aren't connected, it connects them. It acts as a connector and makes your fief sometimes double the size. And you've gotten them both times we've played.
0: I only had one this past time and it didn't it wasn't a huge game changer for me. But yeah. Yeah. I just had a bit I kept getting lucky with the I don't know, clumping my 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 fief and Building the buildings,
1: yeah. I was one wood town, a woodland, whatever the wood resources away from like twenty points too. Like I had one of those contract card. What do you call the? I'm blinking on the name of the scroll cards. I am too now. They're the they're the point in game point scoring cards. I had a great one. i was so close in the night. Just didn't, didn't follow through with it. Not that, that is... I, I mean, you beat me by more than twenty points. So <laughs> after I after I saw that, I was like, well, it wouldn't have mattered anyway.
0: Yeah, but it was still fun. I enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. I'm curious. I'm still curious to play it with more players and see how that plays yeah. out. So
1: I would agree with that. I'm glad that we got it in a trade too.
0: Yeah. So I do too. We play it more than we we traded for it so yeah that's bunny kingdom another one we got to play with matt and sarah was isle of cats Mm -hmm. yeah so what did you think about isle of cats as a four-player game
1: i thought it played pretty similar i think i saw more lesson cards like some that we hadn't seen because everybody was Parties, kind of everybody was choosing different lessons except me because I didn't get any drawn.
0: It's because Sarah had all the lessons, yeah. man. Yeah. So we we were playing with the non-draft variant. So we weren't drafting cards. We were just drawing and going with what we had. We, we do that when we play games like Terraforming Mars with four people because it just, it takes a long time to draft. But I really enjoyed it and I felt I felt like there was more choice in the cat tiles too.
1: Oh, because you increase the amount on each side of the mm-hmm. little island board thing.
0: Yeah, and we drew more too. Like we, the bag was almost empty, obviously because we added more, like you said, to the both sides of the island. But yeah, it's fun. If if you didn't know Allah Cats is like a polyomino game which means tetris pieces so you're saving these cats and they're tetris pieces and they're going on your boat covering up rats and empty spaces and things like that
1: yes and so you're trying to cover your boat so that you don't get as many negative points at the end but you're also trying to group different families which are colors of cats together too so trying to keep all the light colors together um Reds together, greens, blues, oranges. Sometimes you get a card, though, that's, you know, like, keep your blue cats apart. And you get X amount of points at the end of the game. So you might be trying to have certain colors together. But then following that to try to earn more more points, you might be trying to spread out certain cats. And that's what these lessons do is they change up the end game scoring. And they kind of make it more interesting, too. You have different goals to go for. Yeah. From game to game. Person to person. So, I feel like some of them are very heavily weighted, though, compared to others.
0: Like, point-wise? Yeah. Uh, Maybe.
1: I mean, it's pretty balanced. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, 12 points for that? And only six points for that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I suppose.
1: Sometimes. Not all the time.
0: Yeah, they you you do have to work for them though too. It's yeah, not like just like the ones. It's funny because Matt and Sarah both went for ones that had to do with putting cats around the boat and things like that. I've gotten those before, and either thrown them away or just didn't succeed at them. And so when I saw them, I was like, Meh, I don't. I I didn't think they were going to score many points, but they were, they were successful with it. But. Anything else for cats
1: No, not that I can think of, because I know we've talked about this one a decent amount, so I know we want to talk about some of the other ones that have gotten less love.
0: Less love. We also wanted to take a quick minute to shout out a member of the gateway network we're proud members of the gateway network ourselves, and we like to lift each other up you know this is just a small collective of smaller
1: board game content creators and so we want to shout out some of the other cool things that are being done
0: right so this week we're shouting out meeple mentor he does videos on youtube over how to play board games he does board game news, like things that are coming out, announcements and things like that. And he also does some pretty neat giveaways. So you should go check out Meeple Mentor on YouTube.
1: Yes. Check out Meeple Mentor.
0: So speaking of games that we played with Matt and Sarah, we played two games with them on game day that are very similar in my mind. And we kind of talked about their similarities, but after playing them, they're they're each unique and earn their spot on our shelf i think do you know which games i'm talking about
1: i feel like you're talking about overboss and dream home
0: you're correct so overboss and dream home they're both about drafting tiles or cards to go into your home or your world and you whatever you draft, it comes with something else. Whether in Overboss, it comes with a monster. In Dream Home, it comes with a roof or a tool or a decor. So very similar mechanics. Yes. And we played them both on game day. And so what'd you think about playing with four and playing comparing those two games?
1: The way they score points is still so different. I feel like Dream Home is a game where you can rely sort of on one way that you think you could win the game. But I feel like you have to really change up your strategy and not always rely on one method like overboss. Because in Dream Home, you don't change up the types of cards that you're taking. They're the same every game. You need a living room. You need a kitchen. You need two bathrooms on each floor. You need a bedroom. like That's also predictable. You need a garage or something to even build up. So Dream Home is a lot more predictable. Overboss is not at all. Because there are 12 different tiles to even pick from when you're deciding to play the game
0: i think 10 10 okay. but you only pick five
1: right so that alone changes up a lot of your options in general is how you how, how that depicts how you're going to play the game i think overboss is harder harder to yeah to like really get a good score
0: See, I think.
1: But I'm also better maybe. at Dream. I'm better at Dream Home, though.
0: Possibly. Overboss, you also have the player powers, too, which oh. adds, a, adds another twist to it. So, Overboss, I feel like, is less hard during the game because. Yeah. You can place a tile anywhere on your world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Dream Home you have to build upon rooms that are already built or floors that are already built. And sometimes you, you need a garage and garages aren't coming up <laughs> and
1: So you have to flip over the car into an empty room. And that's always, and that's be, a waste. Yeah. You're if, if someone does that and someone else doesn't, I feel like that person's going to lose
0: most of the time
1: for the garage situation.
0: Yes, most of the time I would agree with that. If if you have to put an empty room in your garage, you're pretty much hosed if, if no one else is doing that. However, there are certain helpers that can give you a point for your empty rooms and things like that. And so there are workarounds. It's just not as ideal. I do think Dream Home is easier to teach.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess because uh, telling someone how every tile does and scores differently, whereas in Dream Home, it's like it scores what it says right there: two points, one point. Like the symbolism on Overboss is a lot when you're first learning.
0: Yeah, when you're first learning, but it's not—it's not too bad. No. One thing, little caveat: we were we. Learned that we played like the first three games of Overboss incorrectly, sort of not game changing or anything like that. It's just whenever you draft a tile, you're supposed to flip over a new tile. We were drafting each, taking a turn drafting before we flipped over new tiles,
1: all right. But which, when you do that two player, it's not that big of a deal because there's still, right, you still have three, three to
0: pick from instead of four. But the it says in the rule book, everyone has four play, four tiles to pick from at all times. So, something, you know, just to keep in mind. And I, it was bugging me because there wasn't a first player token. I was like, how do you know who's first player? And who, you know, because we were rotating back and forth who is picking first because that's, you know, it's not fair if Michelle gets to pick from four tiles every turn and I'm only picking from three.
1: Right, so we were just alternating. Yeah. Which... Again, two player. I don't really think it's that big of a deal, but definitely when you have three or four, it would be terrible to get stuck with
0: yeah, the so last. You only get one tile, and then yeah,
1: yeah we realized very quickly, like, oh, that
0: it that doesn't, doesn't
1: make sense. <laughs> we need to check that.
0: Yeah, so it's new. We all, I feel like we always learn rules when playing stuff with Matt and Sarah that we just either glanced over or like the quacks thing too this is a big rabbit hole we're going down, but I forgot the in quacks we were playing. If you didn't blow up, you always get to roll the die and it's whoever's furthest in their pot that didn't blow up.
1: Oh, gets to roll the die.
0: Yeah. So sorry. That was a big tangent that we went down, but over Boston dream home really like, I really liked we ended on dream home because I feel like, We were playing Fort.
1: Yeah, and we just weren't that into that.
0: Well, we were trying to put Easton down for bed. And
1: Sarah did not get this game.
0: And yeah, Sarah just didn't. I mean, I don't. It might have been my teaching. I might have been tired. I don't know if we were all tired or just it was a chaotic situation. But we tried to teach Matt and Sarah Fort. And I feel like Matt kind of got it i don't and, yeah and i mean i messed up i didn't set up the game correctly i gave everybody five cards and they're supposed to have ten cards and so then at some point it's like the second turn we were like wait we don't have five i can't draw five cards And i was like oh i'm an idiot so we had to restart once or twice but
1: just once.
0: just once okay
1: yeah and yeah, i don't know fort is not one of my favorite games that we own. I just think it's okay.
0: Yeah. I'm not I'm, crazy about it. This last play has kind of made me question how much I like it. You know, play played some more before I decide if it goes on the chopping block or not. I still had fun playing it. I think I won. And I won with not finishing my fort, which is something I didn't know you could do like I've always felt like finishing your fort was the thing to do, and I didn't end the game either somebody who d- else who did I think Sarah ended the game hmm. Sarah finished her fort and then Matt finished his fort and so and you had gone first so we just yeah
1: yeah but yeah maybe we can save that one for another episode, yeah once we. I don't know cuz I I definitely wasn't super into it that time we you know the most recent time we played. So
0: yeah, we'll have to revisit another, that one.
1: Yeah, give it another chance.
0: Yeah. We did play a super new game today. Well, new to us at least.
1: Yes. So today we played Santa Monica, which is like a boardwalk building game. It's like on the ocean front. So you're trying to add to your oceanfront and add to your boardwalk at the same time using cards that line up really nicely next to each other and help like everything just seamlessly matches to where it almost looks like a board by the time you're done. Cause all your cards are all lined up so nicely with the boardwalk and the oceanfront. Yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah. It's a very pretty game. And, uh, Like Michelle was saying, the cards line up real nicely. And then there are these little meeples that represent like tourists and locals on your and you're trying to get them places on your board. But
1: try to move them to certain areas on the beach because you get more points if you have, you know, your locals playing
0: sand volleyball. Sand
1: volleyball. Yeah. There were some other locations they could go to. I think it's ridiculous though that the wedding venues didn't hold people. It's like these weddings set up on a beach and they don't have the circle to hold people like some of the other spots on the beach.
0: Do. Well, that's so, and this is just me making stuff up. The weddings are what got them there. You know, they just went for the wedding, but now they're going to go score points if they, you can get them to go play sand volleyball or get them to go to the sunglass hut. I don't know.
1: Hmm, yeah. I don't know. I was visit just...
0: the local restaurants.
1: I guess. Just was thinking as I was like, I have these two like set up weddings and no no one's there. Like well they sad. they were
0: there. Oh and then and then left, you moved, yeah. So I didn't
1: get any points for that. I just had to wait and move them. So that is an interesting thing about this game is when you take a card, you could get locals or get tourists to put on that card, but they don't score you points until you move them.
0: But I think that's and it's
1: hard to move, they don't like sometimes you might get four meeples to put on a card and then you could only move one at a time and that's every turn it, took, it takes a while
0: so I like this about the game actually every card you take it either gets you a, a meeple like you said or it gets you a location to get meeples to it doesn't give you both correct and so Which I
1: get that I mean you can't do both it would you know it's a puzzle yeah.
0: yeah so And there's these little sand dollars, which are like the currency and the game is neat. So the game is played. You have two rows of cards. You can only take a card from the front row. And then, you know, the cards slide to fill and things like that. There are these little there's a food truck that moves around these rows and there's a, a foodie, they call it. And if you take a card that's in front of one of those, you get a little bonus action but there's also these sand dollar actions where if you have the currency the sand dollars you can pay to take that and it's usually like a really powerful action like mine was like take like one of them was take two cards instead of one and I was like oh that's great and then move someone
1: and it's really important to get your people into these areas that hold like into their locations, because every two people that is not at a certain location is negative points at the end of the game.
0: Yeah, that was for that scoring card. I haven't looked at the other scoring cards, but each game you play with one scoring card. And that was a rule on one was every two people that aren't placed, you lose a point. Yeah. And so it's also neat because each player has their own starting tile, which has a unique scoring Opportunity, yeah, and so it's just a—it's a nice little game. I will say the box is way too big for the game inside of it.
1: <laughs> like it, yeah, it's ridiculous how much space is in this box. Like you
0: could cut this box into a quarter of what it is. Like what makes it would designers
1: do that? It just costs more money.
0: Yeah. Unless they're
1: going to come up with expansions, or which something. they might,
0: they could. I don't know that's that's a big I don't know if I'm being honest I don't because they do complain about because I think about this on kickstarters for games that already exist where there's expansions coming out everybody clamors for we want a big box to fit everything like root I want a big box to fit all my root stuff in but they're like we're not done and we don't want to ship an empty box because that costs a lot of money and things like that and i don't know but
1: maybe santa monica has plans for some more additions to our boardwalk i don't know
0: they might they do make tiny towns and tiny towns has a couple of expansions out so
1: i did not know they made tiny towns
0: yeah AG oh yeah and they also have a very similar size box
1: it's too big is tiny towns too big
0: when it originally came out, it was I was like, man, there's a lot of empty space in this box. They also had a an insert that fit everything very nice. This one doesn't. But
1: yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else to add with this game. But I can't
0: not off the top of my head. It's it's not like a knock out of the park. Like, oh, this game was awesome. It was just like,
1: no, that was fun. That was pleasant. Yeah, know. pleasant's a good word for it. It was, I mean, to me, it was pretty relaxing.
0: Yeah.
1: I just kind of did my thing. You did your thing. There's not a lot of player interaction. So no. if you are someone who likes that, because we do have some friends and that is what they want, and if the board game doesn't have it. They don't like it. They really don't like it as much. Sometimes they still do. But I think that is something that I've kind of looked at more. It's like, hmm, how are all our right games? I feel like a lot of times they're you do your own thing.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, that's the typical fair. And that's why I feel like a lot of people that don't like board games. That might be something that might be a reason why is because games we played growing up. Monopoly, Risk. I don't know. What are some others? Sorry. Sorry. They're all about like hurting each other
1: are ruining it for each other.
0: Yeah. They're all about, you know, let me knock you out so I can let me step on your face so I can climb up, you know.
1: Well, and and so I think something that's so different about a lot of games now is that there there might be some sort of center board that you're going off of, but you have your own board that you are doing something with. And I can't say that about any childhood game.
0: That's true too, but I will say that might be a turnoff for some because I had a student last year who, who I talked to board games about uh often he liked Secret Hitler and things like that. And I was telling him in in Catan and games like that. I was telling him about games and he was like, "Oh, he's like I looked at that one. It has it has like everybody has their own player board and a main and there's a main board, he I'm not about that. That's too complicated. And this was a kid that was taking physics C, which is calculus based physics. I was like, no, it's not too complicated. I was like, those, those are the good boards. He's like, no, nah, I, I don't like it. Huh? So I
1: think he's missing out.
0: I agree. But to each their own.
1: Yeah.
0: But speaking of games that have high player interaction, we played a game last night.
1: Yes. Seven wonders duel.
0: Seven Wonders Duel with the Agora expansion, which is the latest one that's come out.
1: Yes, and there's a lot of player interaction with this game the whole yeah. time.
0: <laughs> yes. So, Seven Wonders Duel is a two-player version of the game Seven Wonders, and it's they're not this they're not the same game. But Seven Wonders Duel it's high player interaction where you're just drafting cards off this pyramid structure in the middle, but when you do it, you're you're denying your opponent. And then sometimes you're using those cards to build wonders. And these wonders can be very attacky.
1: Yes. Like destroy the other person's card they just got. Yeah. Which is what you did. Yeah, I did it every a couple time. times. <laughs> like, cool, I finally got stone. Just kidding. I didn't even get to use it. <laughs> like that happens quite a bit. Yeah. But it still has enough opportunity to come back from that and there's a lot of paths to victory with this game especially with this agora expansion um specifically the the senate which is the expansion gives you certain bonuses and benefits if you have the most senators senators i was gonna say like cubes on
0: the the board there (laughs) yeah the cubes of the senators.
1: uh so That was really, really helpful.
0: It won you the game.
1: Especially if you're going for the science track in this game, which (laughs) if you know Seven Wonders Duel, that's a really hard track to win with in the original.
0: Yes, that was my big beef with the original. And not a big beef. But I really liked Seven Wonders Duel because there are three paths to victory. There's military, science, or points. Points, yeah. If If the game doesn't trigger... By science or military, you go to points. Science was far. We we only played it a couple times before we bought the first expansion, but I felt like science was just near impossible to achieve. Like your your opponent can see you going for it. You can't be sneaky about it, and they they can easily block you. Oh yeah, the the uh, Pantheon expansion added added some more paths for that where you it added a science symbol. So there's more opportunity to get.
1: You, you need six.
0: Yeah, you need six out of the seven. And then I, I believe it added a an eighth one. So you only need six out of eight, which is easier to achieve. And it achieved another way to get them. And then the Agora expansion, it didn't necessarily. Target the science, but you used it in a way where you got a science card that I didn't think you are going to be able to get.
1: Mm-hmm. Because I had basically the cost was one less for me to get a science card. Sometimes the cost to get these science cards is I me; mean, It's not cheap. I wouldn't say it's like crazy expensive.
0: Yeah, you can usually grab them if you want them though.
1: Right. But it, it allowed me to get a science card without glass. Because I didn't have any glass. And he could see that. But he kind of forgot that I owned the Senate space that allowed that. Action.
0: Well even even before that, you got a science card that was way at the top that was unavailable. With my
1: conspiracy.
0: Yeah, you had a conspiracy, so you got to take a card off the top row and you took a science symbol. Then, so you were one away at that point. And then in that, I didn't even unlock it. Well, I unlocked it and it flipped over, and I was like, oh no. And I was like, oh, you can't afford that anyways. And then you looked at your board and you were like, oh, yes, I can. Because I got the senator over there. I was like, oh, man, are you kidding me? And I won. You won. I was going to win. So the Agora expansion adds, like Michelle said, another way to win. If you control all six chambers of the Senate, then you win the game. I controlled four. Michelle controlled one. And then we had one neutral. On my next turn, I was going to I was going to get rid of one of hers and I was going to move one of mine. So I think I could have won with that extra option. But, you know, she beat me to it. I really liked it, though. I really want to play it again. It reminded me about how, why I like this game so much.
1: Didn't you say that we needed to add, like, you can add both the Pantheon expansion right. and the Agora expansion mm-hmm. together? yeah. And we just did the agora
0: right. this time we, around
1: to kind of learn it.
0: Yeah, this is one I the expansion. I watched some videos on it before we sat down. I read through the rules and I was still not feeling super confident teaching it. And then once we start going, once we started playing, I was like, oh, okay, that's how that works. Oh, okay. I see the benefit here. I see why you would want to do that. And it just kind of gelled. It gelled pretty quickly, too.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't think it was very difficult to catch on at all.
0: Yeah, but that's why I didn't add the the first expansion in, because I was nervous about teaching the the whole thing together. And that's...
1: I think it would be harder to focus on the Senate if you had everything going on. The gods up on. there, too, yeah. Yeah, like you might miss something. Yeah. not get as much out of that part of the expansion as the Right. The gods, yeah.
0: Which expansion do you like better? You think? I know you've only played with the gore once.
1: It might be. I feel like this expansion is simpler and you you can really see the benefit very easily. Sometimes with the gods you're like, um, this is cool, but it's not really helping me win the game. I felt like everything that the Senate did helped me win the game. Like everything that I did. I mean, maybe I just really took advantage of everything that I could. But without the Senate, I would not have won.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I don't think I would have.
0: No, I don't think so either. But, you I don't know. Know. Of course, you. <laughs> I mean, say you that, can't. But. You don't know though. But I think I like this expansion better. And this is just. My opinion, I think it's less fiddly. It has cubes and it has little tokens or whatever, but you don't you don't move them very much. The Pantheon expansion, you have these little tokens that go out, and if you draft a card that has the to- or if you flip the card that has a token, you get that token, and they're used later on. But whenever you go to get the gods, you have to you have to go find that. Those God cards, there's only three of them, I believe. You draw two of them, and then you only pick one of them. And so it's like you have to sort through the cards, only draw two of them. Don't look at them, though, and only draw two of them. And it's just a lot of, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's not as smooth.
0: It's not as smooth.
1: This one was very smooth, and it just felt like everything connected more. Yeah. So, I mean, this was was a really... Really good play that we had last night. So, Seven Wonders Duel kind of led us into our
0: topic. Our topic, which is small box games. So, stick around. We're going to hear a quick word from our sponsor, and then we're going to discuss small box games. So, our topic this week is small box games. So, we had a good question that was, how small are we talking? what what determines a small box game?
1: Which I was just kind of imagining the games that we have that really don't take up a lot of room that truly are, are a small box. and that was something like code not code name code names you could you could say it's pretty small. Uh, just one I think I thought of for sale. obviously the tiny epic games are small and that could be talked about but i feel like that's kind of like an obvious one so i was just thinking kind of like games that are a little bit bigger than your hand i don't know that could be different <laughs> and don't take up much room and which games are really good that are like that
0: so uh, a game that can easily fit like one hand yeah sure yeah um, if you were wearing cargo pants you could maybe stick a, stick your uh game in your pocket
1: um sure if you no one wears those anymore maybe everyone wears those okay (laughs) sure i was thinking more of just like you know hand size ish yeah game not large boxes
0: not large boxes okay well we polled our instagram followers To see what they think about these small box games and which ones are the best. Do you want to read some of those for us and who said them?
1: So Neat and Nerdy said Bang the Dice Game.
0: Great choice.
1: Awesome game. We definitely love Bang the Dice Game. And The Crew.
0: The Crew's pretty hot. I've heard good things about The Crew.
1: You know more than I do about that one.
0: It's a cooperative trick-taking game that has like 50 levels or something.
1: Oh, that sounds cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we've talked a little bit about playing the dice game, but your rolling dice, Western theme, saloon kind of game. Lots of it's almost like social deduction. It is a social deduction game.
0: The dice game is less so than the the original. Ah. Uh, but I like the dice game because it's it's quick. It's boom, boom.
1: Easy to teach. Mm-hmm. And a very small box for sure. Mm-hmm. Then Better Half Reviews said Valknut Cartographers in Rome.
0: I've never heard of Valknut, but Cartographers is a... It's a flip and write, and it's based in the role-player universe, so like Dungeons and & Dragons. And it, it has a lot of good buzz. Rome, of course, we like. It's a okay. Red Raven game, puzzly, where you're trying to cover up spaces on map and get cards.
1: Yeah, Rome's really good. And then we have... Ladybug Meeple said Circle the Wagons.
0: That's one we we enjoy.
1: Yeah, we have that. We've taken that on trips and that's a that one can fit in a, in your wallet.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's only 16 cards or something like that.
1: Yes, very very small game. Again, kind of a western theme game. I'm um, trying to use your cards to connect certain terrains for points.
0: Yeah. It's a fun one.
1: We have Sasquatch Meeple says Train Maker, Tiny Epic Quest, and Lost Cities.
0: Never heard of Train Maker, but we've played Tiny Epic Quest, and we, we were kind of lukewarm on it, but I know I know like a lot of people like it. It has the cool item meeples. Lost Cities, I've heard a lot of good things about too, but we've never played it.
1: I've seen I've seen a lot of Lost Cities, and it's always been one that's piqued my interest a little bit, but we do not own that one.
0: No, I think I downloaded the app recently, so we'll have to try it and see if it's That's a good idea. worth a physical copy.
1: We have Plays Well With Two said, Oh My Goods.
0: I've heard really good things about this one, and I've almost bought it a couple times. I want to say it's kind of building a city in a way, but it's a card game, and there, there's an expansion that came out that kind of had a campaign element to it, but I'll have to look at this one. I've heard good things about this one. Different podcasts.
1: We've got Victory Conditions with Love Letter, The Mine, Point Salad, Star Realms, One Night Ultimate one night ultimate Werewolf, and Jaipur. Jaipur. Jaipur.
0: Something like that. I can't pronounce it. But I've we've played Love Letter. Mm-hmm, you know, different good. versions of it. Jaipur is a two-player game. Kind of in the same realm of, I know you're getting camels and stuff, but I've heard good things about it. I have the app. We should try it sometime. The Mind is a cooperative game, and that has a lot of buzz. A lot of people say, though, argue it's not a game, it's an activity, but I've never played it, so I don't know. Point Salad, excellent. Star Realms, I really like. One Night Ultimate, we really like that one, too.
1: Yeah, One Night Ultimate Werewolf is such a good group game, too. We played that one back in November. Um, yeah, for
0: serious birthday.
1: And so that was that was a good one. That's a really good small box option. It's definitely that's even smaller than Point Salad. Yeah. Um, have I said them all? I think we have.
0: What about this one?
1: Squire for Hire by Zelina.gameroom Room. I might be pronouncing that wrong. It's Squire for Hire.
0: I've never heard of Squire for Hire. We'll have to look into this. Definitely so. Yeah.
1: Then we had a few others that we wanted to
0: Oh yes. So the mad board gamer said red cathedral and no thanks. So he said red cathedral for his heavier game. No thanks for the lighter game. I've heard, I've heard good things about both of these red cathedral. I recently tried to get, but it's, it was on sale, but it sold out super quick before I could pull the trigger. And no thanks. That's a, an older one where I think you're going around taking cards, but at some point you have to say no thanks. Hmm. I don't know why, but
1: I've seen red cathedral and that's one that I've wanted. Like thought would be cool to play or either try it out, whether we get it or play it somewhere somehow. I know when, weren't we trying to get that in a trade?
0: Yes, I was, I was trying to get it in a trade, but the, it traded before I could uh, get it. mm -hmm. They said they had already traded it. Hmm. So Miss French Toast says deep sea adventure. This is one. I get this one mixed up because there's, there's other ones where you're, you're diving for treasure and you have a certain amount of oxygen. And, and I can't remember if this is the one where it's cooperative. You're, and you're all sharing.
1: So I just saw a video on this one and it, you're going out onto your boat. Um, you're, you're trying to, like, go out, and if you get too far away, Steep Sea Adventure, you, it's, you get more points for going further away, but it's also, like, riskier if you go too far out from your boat. But sometimes you might want to risk it
0: gotcha. to get more
1: points. But if you, you could stay close, but you're not going to get as many points if you go gotcha. farther out. I don't know, I saw a I saw a video on this though. Okay. from Woosung board games. Interesting. Yeah.
0: That was on TikTok.
1: That was. <laughs> yes. Cause we joined the dark side.
0: Joined the dark side. Is that what TikTok is?
1: Yes. That's what I yeah. Well, that's
0: what all our students are into and things like that.
1: Tried to stay away from it, but didn't quite work out. We have a, we've started a TikTok board game yep, account Yeah, started a TikTok. We'll see how long it lasts. We'll see how it gets.
0: Yeah. Well, those were small box games from other people. Do you have any like small box games that, what, what's your favorite small box game?
1: Well, I hadn't quite like picked out a favorite, but I can think of a couple for sure that weren't mentioned. Yeah. Like one was High Society.
0: Oh yeah, that was on my list.
1: Um, Rocky Road, a la mode.
0: Yeah, that's, that's not a bad one. For some reason, like...
1: It's very light.
0: It's very light, and I like playing it, but I always... I don't feel fulfilled when I play that game.
1: Not when you serve all your ice cream?
0: No. I'm, I really want to play it like... We play it, and then... I'm like, man, I want to play a different game. I want to play another game. That's how that's, I
1: feel after Fort.
0: Yeah? <laughs> Is that how you feel after Fort?
1: Yes. Um... Paris. You could say Paris is small.
0: It's small. It's not.
1: It's not. I guess it's a little bit bigger than the size of your hand.
0: But. Yeah.
1: Um, Tiny Epic Dinosaurs.
0: Yes. Tiny the Epic tini- Dinos. Tiny Epic Dinos is good. I would also recommend Tiny Epic Zombies to people too. But if you're going for like a smaller version of Dead of Winter or something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: it's kind of Just a smaller zombie game in general, I guess.
1: Um, I mean, for sale.
0: For sale? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, one that I can think of is we haven't played the version we have, but Good Critters or well, the version we used to have was Tief Tashion. Yeah. Which is a small game where you're bribing senators. That's in Tief Tashion, you're, you know, bribing Bribing politicians to get money and things like that.
1: In Good Critters, it's more of a Western sheriff.
0: No, it's totally wrong. It's like you're, it's a playoff of, I think, good fellas. It's like you're, you're kind of like a gangster, a mobster. Oh. You're trying to pull off a job. Okay. One person's the boss instead of being the president.
1: It's kinda of coming back to me, but it's it's been so long.
0: It's been a long time since we played Teeth Tashin. And we've never played good critters.
1: Oh. I didn't even realize that.
0: We should try to play with my family next week, maybe.
1: No, oh, yeah. That's so maybe good idea. The rally. Can you think of any others?
0: I was trying to think you stole my high society. You could say King Diamond, that's small. We have i'm our version of King Domino. You know they made the box bigger? No. Yeah, made the box bigger for King Domino. We've had
1: that one a long time.
0: I got one. For sale.
1: I just said that.
0: You didn't say for sale. I... You said high society.
1: I said that too.
0: Oh, well, I missed it. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, like you completely missed it. I you didn't really talk about it. it. No, I didn't because I just moved on. Because we, we've talked about it so much before they're both auction games housing or yeah i feel like we have both talked about those a lot recently bidding housing true. and i totally mentioned it it's really funny that you like come out of the i didn't hear it well i was trying video. to
0: i was trying to think of them
1: no you were looking at our board game shelf getting but distracted.
0: That's, that's not where our small box games are
1: i know but you were looking
0: i was i totally was, <laughs> I was looking off in the distance trying to imagine our other our small box game shelf
1: we had Rome on ours set, too. Like, we had that on our and list.
0: And Bang the Dice game as yes. well. But...
1: Mint Delivery.
0: Mm, I don't know.
1: I mean, it is a small box game. I it is say, a small box game. It is not games. our favorite It is all. not
0: a not my favorite, I would say. But I'm, trying, I'm having trouble thinking of these terrible podcast preparation.
1: We've mentioned a lot. Yeah, you're right. Quite a bit. You're right. Well.
0: All, our, think, all our followers stole my good ones.
1: <laughs> I think that helps bring this episode closer to an end. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. I would agree. What I would al- agree. What else, are we gonna... what else could we say?
1: It's spring break.
0: For you. Of, sure. for,
1: for me. We don't have the same spring break this year because our districts decided to not do the same thing.
0: Yeah. So. It's the first time in a while that's happened, but.
1: Yeah, the, like the last time it happened, I was still in grad school. So it actually worked out really well. Did I, you get to study? I had to just like work the whole time. Yeah. Get stuff done. Oh, so, anyway. Yeah. let we'll do something.
0: We want to thank everybody for listening to us. Thanks for joining us.
1: And we hope you all have a great week. And we'll be back in two weeks with another fun topic. But until then, I'm Zach. And I'm Michelle.
0: And this has been a couple games music